Think Fit, Be Fit, effective thinking for potent workouts. Think Fit, Be Fit is dedicated to creating a new conversation about your exercise. Our podcast helps to uncover how the fitness industry has misled us, and it will show you that if you believe in your ability to improve your body through exercise, you don't need to rely on diluted or shallow information. From there, you can then educate yourself about the thing you are trying to change, your body. Then by engaging in a process of self-mastery, you will discover the secrets of exercise. My name is Jen Schwartz. I'm the founder of Think Fit Be Fit podcast. As a full-time muscle activation technique specialist, strength and conditioning coach, and detail-oriented personal trainer, I developed this podcast to help ensure that your time in the gym is well spent and that you have the power of enhancing your exercise with effective thinking. This podcast is an educational resource designed for those who have overcome injury and want to stay healthy in the gym. I have seen miraculous changes in my clients, pain, discomfort, and their training progress by working on the health of their neuromuscular system. This podcast uncovers the tools that I have used repeatedly to help my clients consistently exercise without pain. If you are a person who has an injury, is unsatisfied with rehab, or has consistent struggles with staying on track with your training programs, you'll want to subscribe. And also if you're a trainer, a teacher, or a student that is looking to understand exercise science and apply it to a training thought process, you'll definitely want to subscribe. Please go to the iTunes store to subscribe and let other people know you are learning from this podcast with a review. You can find out more about my daily practices and tips on Instagram and Facebook at impact underscore your underscore fitness. are doing and that's what that podcast is all about um some anyways so today my job our job myself and dr stephanie johnson are going to substantiate why the heck and you're totally allowed to curse it's fine (laughs) um why the heck the active recovery is important we're trying to substantiate this so that you can be more connected to your process. You can even take this information and use it with your wellness practitioner. Um, Not many people have an MAT specialist, but there's a lot of chiropractic care out there. And so you can use this information with them. You can use it with your acupuncturist because we're giving you tips on how to speak the same language. And that is talking about the nervous system. So we're here to make you a better consumer in the wellness space. And we're also going to use this information. What else did I say? say? Um, on how to use your thinking process to improve your, like every single thing that you do in the gym. So if you understand this concept that we're talking about today, you're going to be a smarter consumer and probably smarter than 95% of the trainers out there. That is my promise to you if you are a regular listener. Anyways, um, without much, I'm done talking. (laughs) Um, Here is uh, a colleague and a friend her name is dr stephanie johnson please introduce yourself tell us where you practice um what you do and who your um i don't want to say your favorite client but like your ideal client Mm -hmm. patient so mine are clients hers are patients (laughs) (laughs) um all right please tell us great hello everyone i am a chiropractor and i actually practice out of two spaces one in annandale virginia i'm part of a larger practice as well as I've uh, opened up a small space in the heart of Washington, D.C., which I absolutely love. Um, I live in the district, and what's so great about my practice in Washington, D.C. is that it's only a few blocks from the CrossFit gym that I work out of, 
So I ended up actually working on a lot of coaches and athletes, and it's convenient for them to just hop on over either before or after a workout. Mm-hmm. And as most people know and would agree, minimizing your commute really allows you to optimize how you can take care of your body and how you can take care of your overall day and mental health. And I think there was one more. I want to know who your ideal client patient is. Uh, my ideal patient is someone who's looking to better themselves and they want to take ownership uh, over their own bodies and they want to see how they can progress and move forward. And mm-hmm. so whether that um, whether that be an athlete or someone who's working to get, you know, get themselves out of the workspace and start to become more active and someone who wants to be an active participant in their recovery than just looking for modalities that can fix them and then they can go back to their same habits that's we're not going to make much progress there and i think that would lead to frustration for the patient as well as myself and i think any other practitioner Mm. what um i can't keep up this girl is passionate about her continuing education so tell me um what yeah so tell me what you're up to um what you've been learning this past year and um i mean she's She's always fascinating me with this stuff, so I can't wait to hear it. Tell me, tell me. Uh, sure. I mean, so the most recent continuing education I've gone through is through active release techniques, also known as ART. Some people just call it ART. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a modality that really helps to improve muscle function uh, anywhere in the body, whether it's, you know, focusing around the spine. If you're having some back pain, you can go from you know, your shoulders to your fingers, toes, ankles, everywhere. Uh, another area that I've been focusing a lot is a, is a specific technique uh, for an adjustment of the occiput. The occiput is the base of the skull. And so how that sits on your first cervical vertebra, uh, there is an adjustment there that is, was, has been very complicated to learn. But the reason why it's so important to focus on this area is most of us have what we call a forward head posture. And mm. it's because our heads are shifted forward whether it's because of our posture at work at the computer or because we're staring down at our phones all day long. And that in itself, the head gets stuck in that position, in that forward head posture, and it can actually have a limiting effect on your overall performance in the gym if you're doing anything overhead with lifting when it comes to just overall your posture and with breathing and how much oxygen you can get into your body. Um, just from aesthetics, you know, from the side, we've all seen those folks whose heads are shifted so far forward and that's mm-hmm. actually a detriment to your overall yeah. well-being. And so focusing on this, uh, it's uh, the OTZ technique is the, is the technique. O-T-Z? That I, OTZ is one to zero is what it stands for. Oh, cool. Um, but that's probably, probably the most significant continuing education that I've been going yeah. through for the and body. And then, so a forward head posture is going to affect your breathing for sure. Yes. What about your sleep? It, close, it could close your airway, right? Absolutely, yeah. a- absolutely. So that's another thing to think about. You know, when we're standing upright and we're, our heads are shifted forward, that's going to affect our overall ability for our rib cages to be able to expand, which will limit our lungs' ability to expand. But if you're sleeping and you have, a, you know, if your pillow is situated in such a way that your head is actually propped forward as opposed mm-hmm. to being neutral, that absolutely closes the airway. And anyone who's gone through any CPR training knows one of the first things you do when you're looking for to check for breathing is to actually shift the head back, right? Because Ah, if the head is shifted forward, the airway is closed. And so even with sleep apnea being a large diagnosis these days, while fixing your pillow may not fix the sleep apnea, it's definitely not going to help the situation if your head is in that forward position. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So um, when it comes to fitness, Mm -hmm. I mean... Essentially, you if you have a forward head posture, this would mean if it affects all these systems, you would have to work like four times as hard to get anywhere, I would think, like fitness-wise. And then your movements are going to be imbalanced and probably inefficient, which creates the uh, environment for an injury. It's like the perfect Absolutely. environment. Absolutely. Yeah. With the head shifted forward, that's going to affect the entire... Um, integrity of how the shoulder girdles are functioning mm-hmm. and if your shoulder girdles if your shoulders themselves are limited or restricted in how they're moving then if you're putting load and doing an overhead press well you might be able to do that for a while the heavier the load and the continued repetition in this unfavorable position you're you're priming yourself for rotator cuff issues you're priming yourself for some other type of 
compensation going on in the body where you're again you're not going to have pain maybe that first month or six months or a year Mm -hmm. but down the line you know well why does my shoulder hurt well Mm -hmm. how was your overall posture as you've been building on this strength training over the last Mm -hmm. year and it just takes little bit by little bit but then down the road it it, you'll start to see it you'll have to take some steps back so addressing this the sooner the better is really what you want to get at and then yeah, so can I have, are you doing like before just before and after little pictures? Like yeah, they're yeah, absolutely super easy to mm-hmm. measure. Yeah. yeah, just a simple, you know, posture screen. The best way to do it is just to to do a simple before and after picture or before picture really is you have uh, someone you have, you close your eyes and you take a few steps side by just, you know, one foot to the other and then you stop in your position. You open your eyes and you have someone take a like I would take a posture screen. I would just yeah. take a photo from the front. And from the side and then we can take a look and seeing what is your idea of upright and you may realize in the photo that you're actually favoring the right side or the left side and then from the side you may think you're upright but maybe your head is shifted forward or an inch mm. or two and if your head is shifted forward your body is actually going to perceive your head as weighing more than it actually is because if the neck muscles aren't holding your neck or your head upright your head would just fall yeah. down onto your chest so yeah once your head is being calculated as heavier your whole muscular system has an extra thing to worry about Mm -hmm. and you can't get as much done in the day or in your workout for sure um and then like that is such like this is the here's the usable information for you guys like what she was saying about like the eyes closed and taking the picture that is a way of understanding posture because it just think about it like this your body is calculating the most efficient way for you to get to a to b and if that a to b is harmful for 10 years and you're not creating direct damage right then and it's just accumulating like on your disc on your you know this could be um i can easily see like this being like look you know lower back stress um sacral stress and definitely like the rotator cuff thing um like really hard injury to get past like once that settles in so just think about it like this posture is your body's um most efficient way of doing something and then the better the more work you put into the more smart work it doesn't have to be like like extremely difficult things but the more you preserve your posture like the more efficient your overall system is and the less stress you have on your 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 system day to day which is a perfect do you have anything to add to that uh just a little bit yeah okay go go yeah i was just gonna say so when it comes to the day-to-day function where our heads are shifted forward and we're moving and we're not in pain, it's because our bodies are designed to be flexible and mobile and compensate. But what happens over a period of time is we are now functioning in this level of dysfunction, but we're below the threshold of pain. Mm -hmm. And so when we're below the threshold of pain, but we're in dysfunction, that's not the time that we come and see the chiropractor or see anyone, right? And so what happens when someone actually crosses that threshold into pain, they say, I don't know what happened. I was just leaning to pick something up and my back went out. My sneeze. My sneeze. I was coughing and all of a sudden, you know, my my neck, something happened. And it wasn't that instant. It was the accumulation Mm -hmm. of dysfunction over a period of weeks, months, years. Maybe it was your posture in your car or at your desk. And if you were to get that addressed sooner by someone, again, before you're in pain, you may prevent yourself from actually even getting to that moment of pain. Or if you were to get there, you're likely going to recover much more quickly because your body's already been programmed to adapt to that. Cool, yeah, I mean, when, so this is the think fit, be fit difference, guys, uh, gals, theys. Um, (laughs) You, aren't gonna be the normal person that's gonna blame that incident on I'm just getting older no you have a choice these days we live in an age where we have a choice if our body is getting older or not like that's for real I I really believe that Um, you do not think about your parents 
Are they blaming all their crap on aging? Probably. And some of it is a natural change in aging. But you have a choice if you're the target like audience that I'm going for right now. Like you're an elder millennial or a millennial or like a gen whatever the one is after before us. <laughs> um, gen, gen X? Gen so. X, yeah. Um, even Gen Z. Uh, that yeah so like if you're thinking about this in the in the lens of like I don't want to end up like my parents like this is a defining moment for you like you don't have you don't blame this stuff on aging like take ownership of it and it takes a little courage but it, it having the power to have control over your health and how good you feel is immeasurable in my opinion and ooh, so perfect transition into uh this this how we substantiate taking care of our body um through again like the lens of exercise and the lens of getting stronger which is active recovery so um like i said we spoke about active recovery before and the main thing that I want you guys to walk away with is again like having the why having a little bit of applicable science on how your body works so um from a like Dr. Stephanie's point of view like how do you explain this to your patients active recovery yeah active recovery I see as an essential time within your week that you should make time for to listen to your body, to give yourself time, to give yourself an overall assessment. How is it feeling? How are you feeling mentally? How is your body feeling physically? Uh, how is your diet going? And to, to take a step back. So active recovery isn't just actually moving through physically your body, but really about addressing, you know, how are you doing in your, in your overall life? Because that's going to affect your your focus in your workouts and your ability to, again, focus on how your body is feeling. I've recently started teaching yoga again, which is a fantastic way to bring both oxygen to your body, but to bring a lot of, again, assessment to how you're feeling. At the very end of yoga, we have shavasana, or corpse pose, as you will, mm -hmm. where you're lying down. And I often will ask everyone to just take a general assessment of how their body is feeling in contact with the floor and to notice the asymmetries going on, you know, the right leg versus the, the left leg, you know, going up through the back into the arms into the back of the head and noticing how one area of the body may, may make contact and the other one may not. Something might be hurting. And not to take any sides to this, not to say that something is good or bad, but just to take a general overall assessment and see how you're feeling. And that's all part of the active recovery. Uh, just to, again, bring awareness to how is your shoulder feeling today? And maybe it feels better today than yesterday, or maybe it feels worse. And okay, yeah. just take that into account and then move with that. And the more awareness you have of what your body's telling you, you could use that information to maybe push yourself more that day or maybe modify a little bit and respect that and know that every day is a brand new body. Every day you're in a body that has never been in this world before. Is that um, that's really mindful, right? Like that's like a, a proper definition of mindful. I think like being mm -hmm. able to compartmentalize how you are moving moment to moment. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe not moment to moment. Segment well, of day, your day to day, segment. Uh, yeah, day. or day to day. Yeah. yeah. And taking it into account, but not uh drawing any conclusions essentially mm -hmm. like you don't have to have a diagnosis each day of how like your day is exactly mm -hmm. but having um a, just a little bit of input day to day and a little bit of feedback day to day mm -hmm. can is that what you're saying it can like really contribute to your overall uh, management skills yeah so to, so taking that to into account absolutely and then the other component within you know, active recovery and, and going back to yoga here as well is a lot of yoga is focusing on the breath and getting air into the body. And the more air that you can get into the body, the more your brain is going to function 
optimally. And your brain mm. is the is the master of your nervous system, is the master, it's the control system of how your body's functioning. And it's the it's the area where, you know, your 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 mental health is. It's where all the hormones are developed or created in the body to move throughout, right? And yeah. so the more oxygen you can get to the brain, the more that the prefrontal cortex and the front, the executive functioning level of the brain is active and so the more awareness you can then continue on throughout nice. the body i think that is i mean that it's to me like i think that's a thing of beauty to be able to picture that happening in your body is um i don't know like I, it's that should really fuel you like that's mm-hmm. like a way um it's like watching a flower blossom to me like I think it's just the most amazing thing is to be able to think of our body as, as such a um, a thing that if you put uh, some effort and some intention into it and the mindful movement piece of it and the breathing that you're creating more energy for yourself and um, I don't know I just I just love that so yeah, yeah. and <laughs> I want to add just a little bit oh, to that going, yeah. also um, so <laughs> With it purposefully increasing oxygen into your body, we're going to touch back, or I want to touch back a little bit more to the posture component, Mm -hmm. right? When the head is shifted forward, we aren't able to necessarily bring as much oxygen into our bodies because we aren't able to open our lungs as much. You can still open them quite a bit, but you can get more oxygen in your body by default when you're sitting upright. And so when I'm speaking to teenagers, for example, and their parents are telling me, oh, we're having a hard time giving their kids to you know sit up straight because everyone they're slouching this day and maybe it might be an image thing it's just you know maybe the cool look is to kind of have that slunched over um type of posture but really all that does it limits oxygen into your body which limits oxygen into your brain which means your brain isn't going to be as high functioning as it could be and so i'll tell these teenagers if you're sitting upright and you're getting more air into your brain, you are by default going to be functioning at a higher level than your peers. Your brain's going to be smarter because mm-hmm. it's getting more oxygen than your peers without you having to do anything at all other than sitting up straight. And so mm-hmm. when you see people slouching with their head shifted forward, use that as a cue to bring yourself upright and it'll help you bring more awareness just to your overall day-to-day functioning. Yeah, and it, and it, it works. It works, yeah. absolutely. And the, you know, the fun, what came to mind when you said teenager, because like telling the 35 year old male that they're like, yeah, whatever, like they've already <laughs> made up a, like a, like a, a statement in their head that their body isn't, uh, open to such, uh, regard, like such thought, you know, mm-hmm. and like, but it works on a teenager probably because they are like open to the possibility mm-hmm. of their brain working better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone wants to be as yeah. smart as possible. Most people do, I would yeah. say. But. <laughs> so then my next question is, if someone has this active recovery time built into their day, um, they have five minutes, they have 10 minutes, like that's enough, I think. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a little bit more would be good, but <laughs> um, what can they do in a, like that uh, time to improve their posture, to improve oxygen to their brain. Mm -hmm. So there are two components I'd want to address. Uh, One is, first of all, taking aside, you know, when you take aside that five minutes to just allow yourself to open up the body into extension. Now, it's hard to describe exactly what that is just uh, over the the voice here. Uh, But if you think about it, when we're born, we're born in the fetal position. And that's flexion. That's everything, all the joints, your whole body is crumpled into a small little ball. Mm -hmm. And then as we grow up into, you know, adults, little toddlers and adults, we start to open up our bodies. Extension is to really, is basically to arch the the back um, in the opposite direction of crumpling forward. And if you were to extend and open up all your joints, that will wake up your body and bring more oxygen into you. That will essentially open up your lungs and your rib cage, right? Mm -hmm. Um, As opposed to being shifted forward. So just taking a moment to just give yourself a nice, good stretch. We almost do that automatically when we first Mm -hmm. wake up in the morning, right? Mm -hmm. We straighten everything out and it feels so good Mm -hmm. to open up the body and it really helps to jumpstart the system to get that oxygen. So that would be one of the first things to do is to move yourself into any level of extension, whether it be your arms, legs. So it's like anti- 
gorilla. Yeah, anti-gorilla <laughs> slumping forward. You yeah. know, it's like when we're stressed and sad, we tend to crumple forward. Just mm-hmm. open up the body. Mm-hmm. And then the other aspect for really assessing posture is when you're standing, you can just take a moment to stand with both your feet, you know, together firmly on the ground. And just imagine yourself, you don't even have to imagine, just physically actually press down through your feet, through the earth, and mm-hmm. just keep pressing and try, try to push the earth away from you just by standing. I'm doing and, this now, people. Yes, and as you're doing that, you'll start to feel some engagement in your legs. You'll start to feel some engagement in your abdomen, in your in your core deep down. So it's really hard to push the earth away from you, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's not really going to go anywhere. But as you're doing that, you start to feel this equal and opposite reaction starting to come up through your body, through your spine, through the top of your head. And if your head is shifted forward, you're not going to be able to push down. You're not going to be able to push the earth as far away. And so by default, your head starts to even out and become more upright. And if you start to relax, your shoulders will probably start to relax as well. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, if your shoulders are hunched up by your ears, that's not going to help you push the earth away. So Mm -hmm. just stand there pushing down and it starts to even out everything through the body. And anything that's unnecessarily being held onto will start to drop away because it's not helping you out. Yeah, I have people. So I demo this with people when I'll have them stand, and then I'll have them look down and slunch, lunch. <laughs> um, it's almost lunch, um, <laughs> and slouch, and then um, I'll have them put their arms up, mm-hmm. and be like, just put them as straight and as high as you can while you're slouched over. And now I, and then I say, and then I cue them, okay, like, you know, push your feet into the ground and stand up tall, and do the same thing with your arms and see how far they go over your head. And they're like, oh, you know, it's just like mm-hmm. this way of demo. It's like a five second demonstration. And it helps them kind of see that there's this chain from the foot to the head, to the shoulders. And because what we feel restricted is um, totally different than what is actually restricted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that could be like, like a like carpal tunnel or you know like your thumb may feel this is um your thumb may you know feel a certain something but that is not uh a true picture of what is actually restricted in the body it can come Mm -hmm. from other parts or you know same thing with like uh something in the foot like it could totally be coming from somewhere else and so that's the demo I give mm-hmm. to like say, look, this is a chain. And, but yeah. I'm going to add one more thing to it uh-huh. just to differentiate the two components about working on the posture because um, I don't want it to get a little misleading. So the first component when I said to really move yourself into extension and to stretch, that's more of a momentary um, bit where you're opening up the body, get, get the deep breath in, extend the body. But moving yourself into extension, that's, I don't want you to think of that as – better posture by walking around with your body in more of an extension all day long because that's overcompensating. Mm-hmm. We're just doing that to give yourself a little bit of a balance because most of our days are spent in the flexion mm-hmm. position. So mm-hmm. that's just to kind of balance that out. But optimal posture is when your shoulders aren't you know, extended back, they aren't ex- uh, flexed forward, but they're in that neutral position. And so to have that as your day-to-day constant, mm-hmm. not overdoing it some folks will pinch their shoulders together and think and shift their heads back and think that's optimal posture and it's like no that's actually that will actually be detrimental if you do that continuously as well mm-hmm. so just no that, to yeah that's a, yeah. that's a great point um then like i'm thinking okay so that's like micromanagement tips mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. what so if we think bigger like a global view like a macro management uh skill mm-hmm. of our active recovery um, not overdoing it in the gym. So th- the number one goal of like think fit, be fit is to be consistent despite, mm-hmm. especially despite old injuries. Mm-hmm. And so in order to do that, like I've always relied on the, uh, the books or I learned this as a, um, taking care of my body <laughs> through the book that I mentioned earlier. Uh, and this was years ago that I read this and it's called why zebras don't get ulcers (laughs) and besides it being like super cute oh this book is from 1994 so uh, a Stanford biology uh, professor um, he's I think he's still at Stanford and so it's his guide to stress and stress related 
diseases and coping. And his whole um, thesis was like the idea that animals such as zebras uh, stress is episodic and that running away from a lion is not what like humans deal with now but our stress is chronic it's not episodic anymore and our body is like processing it differently um like different than the biology and so he like talked about it from uh, stress-related disorders as ulcers hypertension decreased like uh, hippocampus activity which is uh the like memory center of your so basically if you're stressed like you're also stupid um (laughs) (laughs) and like you can't remember anything and um so that was like his whole thesis and he talked about like you know getting blood samples from zebras and how he made his kids do it when Mm. they were like six years old (laughs) like they lived in africa and um so he did this with multiple species and that's you know where his whole thesis comes from so like and then I've heard it explained to people with like this bucket theory like if you have um, one bucket of like all the stress that you put into your body meaning exercise is a stress um, not sleeping enough might be a stress so all the activities that would increase the stress response in your body on a week-to-week month-to-month basis and then you have this bucket where you're trying to counteract the activities that would increase your stress response um like so in that bucket there might be yoga um you know meditation uh going to get some type of healing facilitated whether it be like energy work or chiropractic um and other activities such as I don't know maybe your your supplements would go into that category too Mm -hmm. and so I thought it would be a good idea to just kind of break that down and like what is why the managing of the input and the output um, of your body is critical to staying consistent in the gym Mm -hmm. is that like I know that's kind of a big subject like how do we break that down for people really well yeah that's um a way to start breaking that down is just to take some time throughout you know every day just a moment to see again how are you feeling and if you do feel like you're chronically stressed the first step would be to take a look and see okay what areas in your life can you start to prune because Mm. if your life is so stressed it's going to be difficult to then add in if you want to start working out more, but you're already so stressed. Are there areas that you may enjoy doing but are no longer giving you joy, right? Mm. Uh, and I've had to do that recently. Um, several several months ago, I felt like I was going through a burnout, and I told myself I'm in complete control over everything that I'm doing. And there may be some things that I really enjoy, but I might need to give myself a timeout from that. And so mm. I shifted my schedule, my work schedule around a little bit, and there were – one was uh, I was getting some extra coaching for Olympic lifting, which I absolutely loved, but I wasn't putting in the time for the programming that I needed to. So while I loved the coaching, I wasn't doing the outside programming, in which case my overall performance wasn't going to get to where I wanted to. And so that was something that I knew I needed to take off the table as well so that I could then refocus on working out. It's a matter mm-hmm. of being a jack of all trades, but a master of none. Mm-hmm. That's what I was beginning to feel like in my life. I wasn't really able to work on everything because I was just dabbling in everything and, Ooh, and stressing myself yeah. out. So. so, yeah, so that's a that's a major macro management uh, moment, really. Like, mm-hmm. like that, being able to take a step back and, and balance the equation, um, that's like such a life skill. Like, honestly, like, um, so it's not something that, can come easy or even natural like really stepping back and asking yourself tough questions I I I call that courage Mm -hmm. and um so then like the week to week so that was like more of a month-to-month thing like Mm -hmm. adjusting your schedule and creating a a good environment for Mm -hmm. your body and then we got the week-to-week thing where we're managing like hydration and um, the overall general load on the body. Um, 
So to me, like these things like meditation and uh, I think, yeah, meditation and using stuff like muscle activation techniques and chiropractic care and ART to um, reset maybe by the right word Mm -hmm. Um, so that like because some of my clients will just be like okay it feels like you just plugged me back in like thank you Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I didn't know I was unplugged like I didn't know I was off and so being able to recognize when that is needed is Mm -hmm. uh, gosh Um, when do you do you have like regular like upkeep and how do you advise your patients to schedule like when they're not feeling um, half dead or in pain Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, how do they navigate like when to come see you and stay healthy and yeah it can be a little bit of trial and error there's there's no perfect cookie cutter uh, equation for this because everybody is unique and we all have our unique stories have we gone through any you know major injuries or surgeries in our life what is our lifestyle are we a nurse you know are on our feet all day long are we a roofer are we do we have a desk job and then it's the matter of you know your athletics like how active are you and how much time do you take for active recovery for example Mm -hmm. you know there's a lot you can do on your own uh, but then coming in for regular care so with that being said it's it's a matter of really when your performance when you're doing what you know you can do but your performance isn't reflecting that that would be a good time absolutely to come in for myself I find that getting adjusted every once every two weeks maybe every every week if needed helps me perform at my best and I'll Mm. notice this when I start to have a little bit if I start feeling a little less coordinated in my movements that's a good that's a good one for me Uh, when I start to feel a little bit of brain fog that's Mm. usually a really good tip that you know what it's time to get adjusted but you know what's really funny about the brain fog is I usually don't realize it at the time it's usually I'll get adjusted and my brain fog goes away and then I just realize oh that's right but my brain was foggy so maybe that's why I didn't realize yeah I think (laughs) yeah I mean that would I think would that something like that manifest if somebody woke up and they weren't feeling rested or they don't Mm -hmm. poop right away or something Mm -hmm. (laughs) exactly yeah yeah or if you find yourself you know you're You've been living in your house for a year, two years. You've walked through that hallway a million times. Why is it that you just hit your elbow in the doorway twice that day? Ooh, something, yeah. Something's a little off. And just working on the overall, your proprioception, so your body's awareness in space, obviously something isn't communicating at its peak condition. Mm. And so that would be a time where you're not in pain yet. Nothing's hurting, but things aren't signaling optimally. Yeah, yeah. Like, And um, guys, like you could see this in like if you had a systematic warm-up like if you had a squat assessment every time you did a warm-up so meaning like spread your hips <laughs> get your ass down <laughs> and lift up each arm one at a time and then stand up and then switch the order so go down and then go left to right or right to left and one if you see something off that's a huge like one one arm uh is visually like 10 degrees over more like obtuse from the ear and one arm is closer to the ear meaning arm meaning like extended elbow and you, you see that that's off like that is huge piece of information like do not ignore that in my opinion like either, and if you can't uh, facilitate some kind of change right away with a exercise or a um, uh, activation or a um, what's another good um, I'm big into like the ner- nerve glides and stuff mm-hmm. like that I call them active stretches <laughs> um, or like you have a yoga pose that you were you know kind of like resets you know, your mm-hmm. shoulder girdles or mm-hmm. girdles. Um, <laughs> and, um, and like having something like that and like seeing something change right mm-hmm. away, like you guys, like that is huge. And if you don't have something like that, I think that is a great way to engage with a specialist, a chiropractor, a movement-based one, because not all of them are, mm-hmm. right? Like not mm-hmm. all of them can translate like the hands-on manual piece 
to your actual performance. Correct. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, so, like, if you don't have that, like, I think that's a great entry point into finding the right person, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if they, if you can uh, get into care and you're like, okay, what are your goals? And you're not in pain, you're not, um, like you just feel a little off like what we were describing like a little bit of brain fog like your body's not um metabolizing uh at the rate that it may have like it did like two years ago like these are things that you can change and um so asking like your new chiropractor let's just use chiropractor um i need something to help my muscle system be more prepared for exercise like and they say, okay, well, here are the points in your posture that could improve. Like, I think that is a great exchange and could reward your health, your fitness, and how consistent you are in the gym. Um, so with that, like, how do we, what are good questions that, like, you would ask if you were going, if, like, let's say you moved to St. Louis. I don't know where that came from. Um, <laughs> and you were looking for new care. Mm-hmm. And you didn't, so... Like what were the what would the questions be to a few or you had a patient moving to another mm-hmm. city mm-hmm. and you said what these are the questions I want you to ask uh, your new practitioner or your new doctor um, do you have a a good question to ask them I'm totally doing this yeah. on the fly sorry guys <laughs> uh, that, and that is a good question mm-hmm. um, so questions that they would ask you know for their new practitioner um, you know I would first ask them you know how just look in their bio and see if they're they're an athlete or a mover themselves mm-hmm. because whoever whatever specialist you're seeing whether it's you know an orthopedic surgeon whether it's you know a chiropractor or you know or uh, muscle activation techniques I, you know you you want someone who has a movement background so they have that personal experience mm-hmm. and they can relay it to you Sometimes there may be a specialist you go to and they say, well, just stop doing that movement or maybe you should stop running or maybe Mm. you should stop doing these activities that you really love. And that isn't necessarily the answer. So first, you know, look at their their background. And then you can also in that conversation ask them, you know, how many athletes do you see? Mm -hmm. You know, and so that will give you an idea or just even go to your local gym or CrossFit gym or um yoga studio and ask them is there a practitioner that many of these folks use because they're going to have the understanding and mindset that's going to help be congruent with your goals more Mm -hmm. than someone who doesn't have that background yeah i yeah because like honestly i one of the big uh holes in medical care especially well obviously western not obviously obvious to me and her western Mm -hmm. care and um and bridging the gap between being fully fun like fully and functional and in charge of your fitness and achieving that goal of feeling good and having control over that versus like uh getting medical attention and having a rehabilitation process where it's like beginning middle and end like there's uh, there's purposeful inflammation at the joint like there's a healing process that needs Mm -hmm. to happen there's a big gap between like where people are just like I feel like 70% but I want to be like 95% like so finding somebody who can help you that is aligned is so important for the think fit be fit goal right Um, because when when I just think it's it's not it's ageist to just say don't do this and take away that and without like working with someone and finding like their history their context and their why like why do they need like I have clients that you know the orthopedic surgeon probably would not advise that they run based on their imaging like their Mm -hmm. x-rays but they're 80% pain-free and they still want to get in a run a couple times a week. And the research, honestly, like from a, 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 a long, a, like a zoomed out point of view, like meaning like a meta-analysis of runners and like knee arthritis, 
it's 50-50. Some of them have worse off, you know, joint health and more arthritis. And some runners who have been running for 20 plus years have amazing bone density and thick, you know, and healthy joints. Um, so it, somebody that just automatically says, no, don't do that. Like they're not thinking critically perhaps. Um, but of course, like this isn't direct medical advice guys. Like we're just saying what if, if then, right? And um, Yeah, just more generalized yeah. scenarios. You know, if there's like a legitimate, you know, if something's unstable, if there's a condition that is, you know, going to worsen if you continue this activity, then yes, a listen to that. There, yeah, yeah, there may yeah. there are situations where you literally need to discontinue an activity for a period of time. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we're not saying, you know, override that and just, you know, ignore it. But yeah. there are many times when... If there isn't a solution to help you be, help you be more active to get to your goal, if it's just stop doing that, end mm-hmm. of story, mm-hmm. I'd seek some other advice. Yeah, yeah. It's just like again, like we're trying to fight the establishment of being ageist and saying and just copping out all your physical issues to stress and aging. Because, like I said at the beginning of this, guys, like I think you have a choice now. Like, you have a choice on how well you age. Not if you age. I mean, we're not there yet, but we might be. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> but how well you feel, how healthy you feel. Mm-hmm. And you can apply this to, you know, across the board to other things and not even just your body. You know, you, whether it's your your vehicle, your car, right? Do you, Are you going to take that in for regular maintenance throughout or are you just going to run it mm-hmm. until whenever? It's going to last a lot longer if you give it a little TLC before there, it has problems. Mm-hmm. Same thing with your clothing, same thing with, you know, your garden, you know, just take care of your garden before your plants are dying. Mm. It's nice. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a I have a green thumb for my body, not for this other stuff, uh, not for the actual green plants. <laughs> Anyways, I think that is a perfect place to end. Um Anything that you want to tell the world about that you're doing and how people get in touch with you or, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, you can always uh, reach my website, sjohnsonchiropractic.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also send me an email, Stephanie Johnson, D as in David, C as in cat, at gmail.com. Those are both ways that you can reach me and to communicate with me if you have any other questions or mm-hmm. if you want anything clarified. I'm more than happy to continue on the conversation. Yeah. Um, I have a question. Sure. What do you, so when you get a new patient, um, do you, are you pro like always adjusting or like are you kind of getting more into like the manual like ART uh, or how? Is it 50-50 with your new like patients? I would say the majority of my patients I do adjust. That mm-hmm. is my that that is my primary skill set, and that's mm-hmm. what I'm really good at. Uh, I do active release techniques as more of an, an accessory work. I've definitely oh like it'll hold better. Yeah, yeah. there are some cases where I actually have not done adjustments at all, depending on the case, and mm-hmm. also depending on what the individual is coming in for. If somebody specifically wants active release techniques and they specifically do not want to get adjusted, I am not going to adjust them. Mm-hmm. And if they want me to, you know, address their, I generally address the full spine, but I always ask if they want me to address the full spine or only the issue of complaint that they're coming in for. And I'll let them know if I feel that somewhere else that doesn't hurt needs to be worked on, mm-hmm. uh, just to help bring out the balance. Yeah. But really, I mean, a lot of it comes from you know the purpose of the person, what they're coming in for, and what do they want, and then can I deliver it to them? Because that's really the the, the yeah. goal there is to is to provide what the individual is coming in for. Sweet. Well, I think I'm going to make an appointment for my forearms. All right. My my little. Um, <laughs> they need some extra TLC. Like you guys know, I do a lot to manage my body and keep it. But I think my 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 elbows and forearms and wrists I, like could really benefit from mm-hmm. some ART or who knows whatever whatever is on your whatever's on the menu. I trust mm-hmm. you. Um, <laughs> and then personal goals, fitness. Like where are you at? 
right now, let's see here. So I started CrossFit about three and a half years ago, nearing on four years now. And so I was pretty obsessive with that for a bit. It's calmed down. I mean, as I think a lot of folks get into that realm, it's calmed down a little bit. But that's been my one of my main like regular, I guess, fitness endeavors lately. Mm-hmm. As I continue on with the CrossFit, just continuing on with my own technique and lifting and getting stronger. And of mm-hmm. course, continuing on with the yoga. So I don't have a particular goal right now. It's just... Mm-hmm to continue to maintain the strength that I have, see if I can lift heavier, mm-hmm. um, and always improve on the technique. Because interestingly enough, as simple as it seems to be lifting, mm-hmm. you know, just doing a squat or lifting a barbell, mm-hmm. there's so much technique to it that mm-hmm. there's actually a finesse um, that comes with, uh, the same finesse that you can see when people have been dancing for you know two months, one year, five years, the same comes with lifting. And so having that patience is something that I've been working on uh, as well. I, I guess I would say my number one goal right now is to improve my pull-ups though. Nice, now that, I'm, now that nice. I'm thinking about it, that, yeah, could use, yeah. that could use a little bit of help. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. All right, cool. Well, thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. And um, listeners, she's available if you want to contact her. And um, of course, I'll follow up on how my forearm stuff goes. And I want to see your DC office. So I haven't yes. done that yet. So anyways, um, if you are so uh, compelled to do so, I will accept your five-star reviews. I um, got a new one last week. Okay, it is. She says, Jen is the real deal. She's a must-follow. That is so sweet because, guys, I am the real deal. I agree. Um, she says, this podcast is so informative. She gives expert opinion but is approachable and fun to listen to. Loving everything about this podcast. Well, thank you so much, Natalie. Um, anyways, I invite your feedback and your even your criticisms or whatever you want more of. Like this episode was a direct uh, response to what you want more of because people said science, more science. So here we are. Um, all right. I love you guys. And thank you for making me a better podcast hostess and a better Think Fit, Be Fit student. I'm constantly taking in um, information and reading and learning so that I can help myself and help you get better. Have an awesome week.